Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. doing Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 26th of July 2021 with me Daniel Ruiz Tyson episode 340 hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going just playing around there with the uh, mic arm to little effect it's 1651 hours another late recording today for a variety of reasons and I haven't even done everything that I was meant to get done today, aiming to go out for a run as soon as I've uploaded this, first for patrons, early access for the uh, Patreon supporters, then uh, get to the park, always daunting that start, the uphill climb, do I need to say uphill and climb, climb surely indicates it's uphill, and uh, just always a shock to the system that that climb at the start of the run doesn't get any easier had a good run on friday evening just under 11k set me up for a long weekend on my own i think i don't trust the app i'm on run keeper i didn't trust strava i mean these apps can be a you know about a kilometer out there's the first sound of the show like that i you know these sounds that i make when i'm podcasting i've noticed now that they have started to appear during my actual phone calls with real people it's a bit of a concern i think i've just been podcasting too much and i'm also wheezy again that's the passive smoking at the cafe more of that later i can't even remember what i was saying now incredible what a memory I can't remember what I was saying. What is going on? Anyway, once I'm done with this, I'll be running. Yes, I think I was talking about the app. So I think, you know, when I've got the app, it's telling me just under 11K and the previous run on Wednesday when I did a short run on Wednesday morning because I was playing football in the evening, I'd done two laps of the park and it's telling me just over... 6k well if i do three laps of the park then shouldn't that be 9k all of a sudden it's uh, close to 11k that's what i mean that the these apps just aren't consistent and you know being a pedant i'd love to know exactly how much i'm uh, running but uh, there we go right on cue jeez I'm going to leave that in there just so you know how I feel. Just so maybe you can, if not empathise, at least sympathise. I'm tired of these streets. I really am. I'm, I need something new, something different. I need something that's just going to jolt the system, but in a really positive way. Something new, new streets, new people, a new life. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get on with the show. This morning, 10.25 hours on my way to my aunt's, almost stepped in awful fresh dog muck on her road, just outside uh, a local school. If I hadn't seen it at the last second, if I hadn't 
altered the direction of my right foot in an unnatural way. You know, sometimes there are some grim pictures out there, say, of some footballer who's broken his leg and you can see the leg. Jesus, God's sake. At least this time I can remember what I was saying. For example, the famous leg break Dave Boost of Coventry, uh, spring of 96 against Manchester United, where Schmeichel can't even bear to look because Boost's leg is bent at an unnatural angle. That's what it was like for me today when I saw this uh, dog muck, and I just about averted it. And the unnatural position of my uh, of my right foot, now I need to drink some water, the unnatural position of my right foot triggered a semi-ugly facial expression on my part. And I tell you, if I'd stepped in that muck, I think I'd have left my Slazenger direct trainer there because there was no clean in this thing. You, you cannot wear that thing again. You cannot wear any shoe again when you're stepping in that level of dog muck. I'd, I'd have just single-shooted up to my aunt's floor, asked my uncle if I could borrow some of his deck shoes for the day just to get me home, and I'd never have been able to wear that shoe again. Reminded me of the uh, Zephyr or Zephyr. In fact, I think that uh, Baxi might uh, be the kind of guy who would know how to pronounce that brand of... Uh, it was a borderline bastard trainer in the early 80s. It wasn't regarded as a proper brand, but it was still a brand, but it wasn't enough to stop the kids in the class mocking me for not wearing a big brand. And uh, it was around April, May 84, where we had uh, dinner strikes, uh, the lunch, uh, the dinner ladies. Can't even form my words today. The dinner ladies at the school were on strike. I think they might have been on strike all across the country or maybe just in London. And so we would end up on Clapham Common playing football, eating chips or sandwiches. And uh, me and my Zephyr, Zephyr trainers with the Velcro fasteners, because I still didn't know how to do my laces properly, stepped in dog marks so bad that when I got home that day, and I can't even be sure I didn't uh, step into the bedsit with the trainers. Oh my God, what is going on? Do I have to? Do I have to check the Evening Standard pages or Brixton Buzz to see that something's going on locally? This is what I've done four or five minutes of this. Three sirens now, and it stops. No commitment to the sirens. You know, if you're hearing a siren, you should probably hear it for about a minute before it fades into the distance. If a situation is sufficiently serious for the siren. That siren needs to be on for a while. It's the brevity of the siren that infuriates me. I think I might have gone back into the bedsit that day with the Zephyr trainers. By the Friday, my mum had bought me my first pair of Adidas. Or my first pair of Adidas where I was aware that that was my first pair of Adidas because I think that... A lot of kids of my generation were probably wearing Adidas Samba, very ordinary Adidas shoe, the black shoe, the classic with the three white stripes, seen as a classic. I don't think it was up to much. I certainly wouldn't wear them now and uh, probably weren't aware that they were very fashionable or that they would become a, a cult bit of uh, footwear. Fridge issues. I'm not even sure if I finished that last uh, anecdote properly let's just move on fridge issues i'm losing so much food at the moment i know that i'm not buying any more blueberries from Lidl's. pointless they just go off 
they turn so quickly. And I've had bread going off, you know, with a heat wave last week, which is now over. Or at least it seems to be. We've had heavy rain in London at the weekend. I went into Superdrugs in Brixton this morning. They'd had a few leaks, so they had some buckets out in various aisles. And um, there's an and. Um, they're always a pain to edit out. Though I can see them. I know what they look like on, on Audacity because I say it so often, but I'm just going to try and upload this show quickly today and get out for the run. So I'm losing so much food. I've bought different bread today, partly because I couldn't be bothered going into Little and partly I, I thought, well... Would the bread coat better in the summer if I'm paying an extra 25p for the bread? So I'll see how I get on with that. I used to freeze bread a lot. I'd freeze half a loaf and have toast. And now it's such a hassle because I can't even get the freezer open. I mean, this place has just fallen apart and it's doing my head in. I had a housing phone assessment uh, this afternoon no surprises that uh, they're not bumping me up the housing band in they said they didn't know why I'd been referred um you know sometimes I do question where I'm whether I'm going to be able to get out of this place ever because it's not doing me much good being here and uh, I'm never going to be able to save up any money I'm never going to be able to rebuild mentally while I'm here Physically, the place has done me in and I uh, just want something new. You know, I want to be away from these streets. I want to be somewhere else. I want to be paying half the rent I'm having to pay. I don't want to rent privately anymore. And uh, today was uh, was disappointing. I'll get on to my housing advisor tomorrow once I receive this form from the borough that they said they were going to send me, that they haven't sent me. And... Uh, Typically of the borough, the guy at the other end of the line was very unprofessional, broke off from speaking to me. He didn't even call me at the, uh, um, what was that? Uh, um, he didn't even call me at the allotted time. And then he uh, put me on hold, although he didn't actually put me on hold. He, he left me able to hear the call as he spoke to his son for two or three minutes. And I thought, yes, that's my... Uh, Borough, all right. So I'll have to see what happens there. And uh, also Thames Water are back to fix that rattling manhole cover, the fourth attempt in three years. And, you know, I'm happy that they're coming to do it, but it's sod's law that the work is actually going ahead tomorrow because I tried to get confirmation of that because I've got two interviews for the football podcast set up for tomorrow one of which was difficult to set up because the guy's in Australia and it took me a while to track him down took me months to track him down and deal with various people trying to get an email for him and now it looks like oh right at the last minute he's pulling out when I'm not and then there's another one in the afternoon with a guy who's slightly less reliable and we've got it sorted for tomorrow afternoon that one might be able to go ahead and I've whatsapped him but I haven't heard back yet he's not easy to deal with that might just be an age thing but uh, in the end normally I deal with Thames Water via Twitch and they're very good but uh, their engineers haven't called me I was told they'd be calling me within two days four or five weeks ago they never did and the same again last week they never did I wanted confirmation that the work was going ahead from the 27th. I hadn't had that confirmation, so I went ahead booking these two uh, interviews for tomorrow. Now the work is going ahead, only no one told me, despite me saying, look, just all I need is the heads up so I can rearrange any interviews, any work that I've got scheduled. I hadn't heard from uh, Thames Water via Twitter today. Normally they're very good, but today they haven't got back to me. So in the end, on my way back from the cafe, I just went out there and I spoke to a couple of Thames Water guys 
and uh, just trying to ascertain how long they'll be drilling for. The traffic management team are out there. They're already, I think, diverting buses. The elder workman, an Irish guy, former redhead, now graying. And uh, grey always looks better on ginger-headed guys. They're, they're grey. Their version of grey, when they hit middle age, looks much more impressive than the normal version of grey. And uh, he fixed me with a look. Uh, I won't do the Irish accent, but he just said to me, you look like a man who hasn't slept for a long time. And there was no arguing with that. I thought, that's uh, this is a man who's uh, got his finger on the button. But they told me they were going to start drilling today, and they have done. You also told me that the problem is, I mean, there's a there's an LTN around here. If you don't know what that is, it's a lower traffic neighborhood. And they're good ideas, but this was rushed through. You know, it, was, it wasn't thought through. People weren't properly consulted. It's caused havoc in terms of diversion of traffic to other main roads. There's certainly more traffic on this road as a result. But the rattling manhole cover was a problem long before the uh, rattling manhole cover what am I talking about? It was a problem much earlier, much sooner. You know, I can't function today. I, I haven't really slept much. Just bear with me. It's been a problem for for a while, and it's been a problem for a couple of years before the LTN was uh, put in place. There's also, of course, all these buses going over here, and the Irish guy said to me he'd been working for Thames Water for 34 years. He doesn't know why they design the manhole covers in such a way now. He says that when these type of manhole covers are put in place on a road, they need to be bricked over. They need to be cemented because of all the heavy traffic, and that's not being done, which is why within two or three days, the manhole covers again revert to type, and we've got all that noise. And of course, for me, it means I can't do things like, uh, you know, make audio books for clients. There is no way I can chase the level of work that my skills would allow me to when it comes to audio, though I can't say I'm too disappointed given how much I uh, hate doing audio. Um, just generally slow. Felt slow walking to my aunt's this morning. I was walking through the park. I've had two of these incidents now in the in the last week where someone's walking towards me where directly opposed to each other so one needs to give way and then you try moving the other way and that person follows suit and then you go the other way to the left they go to their right and you suddenly both start panicking and you're struggling to take the lead and give them the right of way and vice versa and this morning it was slightly awkward but at least the woman smiled revealed good ten, uh, revealed good dentition but on Wednesday where I actually walked into Marlebone station for the first time in my life I told you that uh, at football the previous week it was the first time I'd ever seen Marlebone station I'd never seen it before I always used to get off the number two uh, bus for football I'd always get off a stop earlier and I'd missed the stop that week ended up at Marlebone Marlebone. Consistency. Urine? No. Urinal? Urinal? Not with it today. Not with it today. Move on. Finish the anecdote. Last week, I went into Marlebone Station. Just as I was about to go in, there was this young girl, couldn't have been more than 20, really thin, moody looking, had a similar incident with her, whereby we were both in each other's way. And from her face, I kind of panicked a little. I couldn't get out of her way. And she just gave me a very unimpressed look as she went around me. I think the social distancing makes these moments, uh, all the anticipated or expected social distancing makes these moments uh, a bit more difficult to deal with. I know that I'm still going to be brooding about that probably tonight, I suspect. Let me um, 
bring you up to speed at 17.06 hours. Going to bring you up to speed with a book I started reading at the weekend. David Stewart Davis, book I've been after for a while. Had to get it on the Kindle. Oliver Twist and the Mystery of Throat Manor. Not a huge Charles Dickens fan, although I, I thought the Pickwick Papers was very funny and had one of the greatest characters I've ever come across in literature. And uh, I can't actually remember the name of the character, but a very awkward character that uh, I absolutely enjoyed reading and has stayed with me all these years. I then tried to read uh, Tale of Two Cities. I found that so boring. But uh, this takes Oliver Twist and has him as a as a, a lawyer, a junior lawyer working for a law firm, and uh, the Artful Dodger works for him. And uh, the review says, for fans of Sherlock Holmes and Charles Dickens alike, enjoyable Victorian crime. And you know that anything Victorian, anything crime fiction related is right up my street. And the blur for it, a thrilling Dickensian whodunit in which Oliver Twist, now a young man and a lawyer. By the way, when I'm reading this, when I'm reading the book itself, I can't help but think of Mark Lester, who played Oliver Twist in the musical. Possibly the only musical I was able to sit through without tearing my hair out. Not a musical guy, but as a, as a young kid, I did enjoy watching that film. One of the few films I remember watching on a Sunday night with a whole family when I was a, a, a boy. So I've got fond memories of that. Um... Back to this, uh, Oliver Twist, now a young man and a lawyer assisted by his clerk, Jack Dawkins, in brackets, the artful dodger, tries to solve a series of brutal murders. He's a young man. That's the same thing. He's saying the same thing here again. Okay, Throat Manor is the ancestral home of the Throat family in Surrey, the latest incumbent of the line, the aged Sir Ebenezer, trapped in a loveless marriage to Lady Amelia, is being terrified by a night visitor, a sheeted apparition who appears in his bedroom and warns him to remember his son. This does not refer to his legitimate offspring, Jeremiah Throat, a reckless gambler and libertine who is deeply in debt to Eugene Trench, a sinister figure in the Victorian underworld. Underworld, underworld even, underworld. The son to whom the apparition refers is an illegitimate child, Sir Ebenezer, fathered with a maidservant some 25 years previously. Fear mixed with guilt prompts Sir Ebenezer to try and locate the son he has never known. He plans to alter his will to favour him. He contacts his solicitors, the firm of Gripewind and Biddle, for this purpose, and they dispatch Oliver Twist and Jack Dawkins to Throat Manor to attend to this business. The task is a perilous one leading to violence and murder before shocking revelations threaten to destroy them all. Really enjoyable. Enjoying it. Uh, you know, I'm not a big one for reading on the Kindle and it's more screen time, but uh, I did enjoy reading that uh, last night. Football last week was very good. We didn't actually play the guys that we've been playing for the previous couple of weeks. We ended up playing against some new guys, two of whom were topless there was a moment, hard swallow there, there was a moment where, I mean, I had a great game in defence, I have to say. It's my best game since coming back, though the quality of the opposition might not have been up to what it was in previous weeks. But at one point I was sandwiched between two topless sweaty guys as I cleared the ball and it was a, a rather unpleasant situation feeling all that. It was like a sweat sandwich, but I was like a Des Walker. I was just, my reading of the game was so good, but like Des Walker, I wasn't able to do too much with the ball in terms of distribution. But what I'm really enjoying is the pain of running, what I put myself through doing something that I don't enjoy, how it's helping me with something that I do enjoy. I'm 
so fit when I'm playing football now. It's it's incredible to me because that was always a problem. And I'm playing uh, alongside guys who are no longer able to do what they were able to do in younger days. I mean, that, that happens to us all. But they're not even fit. You know, one or two of them are smoking weed on a daily basis. They can't even run. You turn up. They turn up, rather. They're already wheezing. And I was just doing so much running for the team last week. And it was noted. And I like that acknowledgement because it told me, hey, yeah, all the running, it's paid off. I'm able to just focus on the football. I'm not struggling for breath. I'm not wheezing. I'm very fit now. And I'm enjoying that because, and I'll have to hold that thought because, you know, by 1800 hours tonight, I'm going to be absolutely cursing. I'm going to be wondering why my legs feel so weak as I go up that uh, treacherous climb in the park. But I'll remember it. I'll remember that on Wednesday evening, I'm going to be playing again and I'm going to be thankful for the running. And I enjoy the journey there. I enjoy the journey back. I'd probably enjoy the journey back a bit more if I wasn't having to travel back with one of my unvaccinated, unmasked friends because it would give me a bit more time to read on the bus or do a bit more work. But the journey there I really like and it's it's a weird thing. It's just, it's respite basically from living this life that I just don't enjoy. It's almost harking back to a a, a pre-podcast part of my life you know, I've been podcasting so long, but I started podcasting a year after breaking my foot and losing that that side of my life. You know, the football and the friends that I had from football and, you know, here is a much older man. I'm now recapturing that a bit and it's not the same and it's never going to be the same and it's just something very small compared to what it was, but it really is helping me and it just makes me think, well, that's one night done. That's one night out of the flat. I'm not alone on that night and uh, I need a bit more of that. The problem is, of course, that afterwards I'm kind of quite hyper and you're replaying in your mind uh, your your, your Des Walker's greatest moments. You're eating late and I'm having some uh, more muesli late at night and yogurt and then I can't get to sleep and I was still awake at uh, 04.30 hours and then up again at 7 and uh, the end result of which is, uh, you know, you get an Irish workman saying to you, you look like a man who hasn't slept for a while piloted a new technique by the way for the fist bumping and the idea came to me just after leaving Marlebone station I'd had a call from my uh, friend who was waiting for me outside Baker Street and we're doing the fist bump now you know the first week he'd given me the handshake he knows I'm not comfortable with a handshake particularly as he hasn't been vaccinated what I'm now doing is I drop gel into the Uh, palm of my left hand I close that hand so the gel doesn't really run of course though it's impossible not to lose some gel but there's just collateral damage really but I close that hand tight bump this with the right soon as it's over and my friend isn't looking what I do is I gel the knuckles of my right hand with the gel I've managed to contain in my left palm and I think that's working for me and that's the way I'm going forward with this at the moment I've forgotten some hand gel last week so my aunt gave me some but it's uh, the one she's given me it says aloe vera but it is stripping the skin I probably need to invest in some new hand gel though I do have uh, quite uh, substantial stocks in the flat that my sister had sent me from uh, the Emirates played last week uh, there was a problem in that and it goes back to the football on the Saturday when my friends uh, 
10-year-old uh, daughter. And apparently she says this to everybody, but I took it to heart. She said, you got funny-shaped eyebrows. So before I went to football, you know, and it's something that barbers do. And there was one barber one time who was doing it with scissors. I thought, I don't like it with scissors. You can't trim eyebrows with scissors. I'm going to learn how to do it with clippers. And I did, and it's fairly easy. But I, as I was leaving on Wednesday for football, I got the clippers, completely forgotten that they'd been set to shave the beard off. They'd been set on the maximum setting for the beard shaving and took half an eyebrow off. And uh, because of the medication, I was able to deal with that moment better than I would had I not been on medication. But it was still, oh, what have I done here? How am I going to deal with this? So I had to think quickly. I had to rummage around through the ex's uh, makeup bags that were still here, found something. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's eyeliner or mascara, but I had to draw an emergency eyebrow, half an eyebrow on. It looked, it didn't look great. I'd never done it before. I didn't have a steady hand. First time I've done it and uh, I didn't realize how hard it would be. You do need a steady hand and I was never very good at drawing one of the first disappointments of my life. And I, I, I guess that played a part in producing the the very odd eyebrow, half an eyebrow that I played football with. No one noticed, but I knew it was there. And of course, I was worrying about it running because of the heat. It was sod's law that it happened when we're in a heat wave. And I told my aunt on the Thursday... My uncle said he had noticed, but only because I'd said uh, I'd hinted at what had happened. My aunt said that I should paint both eyebrows so they're both equally dark, which was good advice. Except, as I say, in that heat, you know, I had enough with worrying about half an eyebrow running. I think two painted eyebrows would have been too much for me. Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. Episode 340. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at 1607westegg, facebook.com forward slash DRT available. I'm going to have to work out what I can do with the Facebook pages, certainly for when shorts were short. I think I'm going to have to create a brand new page for it because I've just got no control over those pages now. I I guess it's to do with not having a personal account. So that's a real problem. If anyone can offer advice on that, because it would certainly be useful for the when shorts were short, but I don't want to have a personal account. I'm not really a big fan of creating bogus identities, so I don't know a way around this. You can find all my work at danielruistizen.com. There are PayPal and coffee.com links on the show if you want to make a one-off donation uh, to the podcast to support the work. And of course, if you've enjoyed the show, you can rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That will help the show reach a, a wider audience, unless you're selfish and you want the show to just uh, stay at the level it's at of just 60, 70 listeners a week. Most importantly, of course, the best way to support this work is via the Patreon page. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT, available for bonus content and uh, early access to episodes. I think every week when I say this, I'm like one of those Italian managers of uh, the 80s and 90s, Italian football managers who used to say that they needed to change clubs every three years because... After three years, your players stop listening to you. They're tired of hearing the same voice. And I think that's what you guys are like when I mention all those links. Uh, this week's uh, Nectar Points. 
And I'm already seeing, I'm seeing a note here under this week's nectar points. And I don't know what that means. Oh, I, I do know what it means. I'll come to that in a minute. So I was doing quite well and I needed to buy, well, I thought I'd have to buy some deep heat for football, some fragrance-free herbal deep heat. But deep heat, particularly a couple of weeks ago. No, I didn't have it a couple of weeks ago. I had it the... I, no, I I did have it a couple... No, I had it last week. The groin pull was two weeks ago. I had to deal with that at football by taking some pills and it took a while to kick in. Last week, I brought the deep heat in in case it happened again. And, uh, you know, it's not a great area to be putting deep heat on. It can be quite... Uh, risky i'm sure you understand or um well you should understand that so i think i'd rather have something cold than hot in case things go wrong so i saw that for the same price they had some of that cold cold gel so i went with that i was confused because the cold gel said 50 milliliters the deep heat said 50 grams i'm not great with numbers i'm not great with anything like that so i had to uh use uh, the phone to check if there was any difference there wasn't of course and i used DuckDuckGo. you don't need to use google you don't need uh, google tracking everything that you do with your life so i bought some of that my opening balance was probably the highest since this show returned after a 22 month hiatus in october 2019 uh, my points balance going into the Nine Elms Monster today was 636. Yes, that's what it was. Getting confused here. Earned nine points today, and I spent 500 points to get a £2.50 discount on the uh, Deep Freeze Gel, which was disappointing to have to use it on something like that. Bought some tissues as well, some more yogurt, uh, the bread that I mentioned earlier, some Sainsbury's own crackers, some more long-life milk, some lemon juice, a couple of fair trade bananas, single orange just to top up the oranges, uh, blueberries, there's a deal on at the moment in Sainsbury's, £1.7 for blueberries, and uh, they don't spoil not on evidence so far. They don't spoil in the way the little ones do. And also had to buy a greeting card. Well, but why don't I just say a birthday card? I'm just reading off what it says here on the receipts. One of my um, little cousins is turning five. And, you know, I'd rather spend the money on a gift than a card. And every time I go into Sainsbury's, I always forget where they have the cheap cards. So I lost 10 minutes there today looking for the cheap cards. You know, I'd rather put the money into a gift than a card. Though uh, with some justification, family would probably say, okay, that's commendable, but we've seen so far very little evidence of the money going into gifts. I bought uh, my other little cousin, it was her birthday last month, and uh, bought a, a couple of uh, very cheap books. I, I am that guy in the family who, you know, whose presents are always open first. Well, they would be open first if they arrived on time, but uh, these days they don't even arrive on time. And, uh, you know, my cousin, he's got four kids, three of them are summer kids. That's a real problem. You know, it's why, why not stagger them a bit better? Two in winter, two in the summer, or one in the autumn, one in the winter, you know, every three months. But the guy's just gone for it. You know, summer, well, what would, that would have been. So, okay, winter conception, wintertime conception, babies arrive in the summer, 
and it's a real difficult time in the summer trying to remember whose birthday it is, my uncle's birthday as well next week. It's, you know, if I'd continued the family line at my end, I think I would have maybe had the foresight to to to, to stagger them. Wouldn't have wanted a winter kid because um, they grow quickly, but uh, usually they're overtaken by kids born in the summer in terms of height. So I wouldn't have wanted a midget kid, would have wanted a taller kid. Um, but you know, if I'd had one summer kid, I'd have probably made sure the next one was maybe a spring or even winter, no autumn, maybe something like that, you know, just break it up, have basically think about others, especially if there were any creative types in the family, you know, those guys, as you know, are always going to be struggling financially. It's not going to help them if they've got like three or four birthday cards and gifts, late gifts, uh, to buy in the space of two or three months. It's, uh, it's not a great situation. Nine points earned today. Cashed in 500 points. Leaves me with a new points balance of 145 worth 72p. So psychologically this time, not so bad, is it really? This is the first time I think I've I've got a substantial amount of points left over in a while once I've cashed in the nectar points. Of course, these days it is much harder to build up a, a decent quota of points. Some Star Wars football results to give you. Not many games, just three League Cup ties. Uh, X-Wing 2-0 up from their first leg after beating Lothu Minor away from home. X-Wing won the home leg uh, 3-0, played a very different uh, side. It included a debut for uh, their new youth team product, Rick Oley, only the second bald player in Star Wars football. And I uh, watched him play... And uh, I think, yeah, there's not enough ball players, and it makes me miss. I do miss ball players and mud from modern day football. You know, the, you don't get many ball players. They 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 tend to go for very unconvincing hair jobs these days. Uh, similarly, in Star Wars football, it's just Lobot and now this guy Rick Oley, who are bald. Meantime, Holders Hoth beat Takadan one nil, grinded out a result. Uh, to win, um, I think that was 3-1 on aggregate. They go through to the quarterfinals. And oh, there's two more games to tell you. Two all-second division clashes. Hosnian Prime won, Savarine won on Saturday night. And uh, Hosnian Prime won 2-1 on aggregate. They'd won uh, 1-0 at Savarine. That was a decent performance by them. And last night... Very convincing performance from Moncala, who will be disappointed they didn't win. A couple of goalkeeping errors uh, with their keeper, normally a reliable keeper, uh, meant that Lirasan got a 2-2 draw. Moncala had scored in the opening 55 seconds. I think that might be the quickest goal of the Silver Rage era. The game ended at 2-2. Moncala went through on away goals, 3-3 on aggregate they really should have won they had a fine performance a, a midfield triumvirate of uh, Moff Tarkin Hans Solo and Yol Brynner uh, basically Yol Brynner is this uh, cowboy action figure from the 70s can't move he's just a small plastic figure lovely touch left foot and uh, when I threw out all my cowboys and Indians and, and soldiers that uh, were typical for kids of my generation about 10-11 years ago which I do regret um, he was one of two or three that I kept who I thought might be able to play, might be able to adapt to Star Wars football if um, if I ever revived the league. There was also Spock was playing for Moncala. So it was a real game of, um, you know, if you were a 
Brexit fan, you would have been troubled by all the different action figure nationalities, all the different companies playing in that game. It was wonderful to see, and it just shows how big and global the league is now. Uh, there was an email from Baxi regarding Star Wars football. Thank you for the email, Baxi, as always, uh, intriguing. And I think he he was onto something here. Baxi emailed, I've always wondered how you remain neutral during Star Wars football games. And that is, that's a good point because that's the thing. I, I don't think I have any trouble because I honestly think that I've played so many games over the years that each team has their own distinctive style and I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. And I do question that a lot. It's like if you grew up playing Sabucho on your own, as I did largely, because, you know, my sister didn't play. You think, have I fixed this game so my favourites win? That never really happens in Star Wars football. Uh, Baxi continues, surely it's a DDR situation where the Dynamo teams get favoured. I think this is a reference to East German football back in the day. And he finishes with this observation. I reckon you're a hot man on the sly. I can't confirm that. I don't think I could say I'm a Hoth fan, but what I would say is I have um, a soft spot for Hoth. I can say that, and that's because for so long they were just the worst team in Star Wars football and one of the smallest clubs in the game. And uh, particularly at the start of the Silver Age, they were just getting such a hiding, uh, particularly in Silver Age Season 1. So to see them now become this force and win three trophies in the last uh, few months is, um, you know, kind of warms the heart, really. It's, uh, so I do have a soft spot for them. Thank you for your email. Baxi, I thought I was wrapping up the show there. I'm not. I uh, just realized there's the cafe to get through now, which is a real muddle. Don't have anything in order there. Don't forget, by the way, you can subscribe to my Substack newsletter. You can sign up at com. There's another new post uh, last week. Uh, just uh, put that into your um, browser and subscribe on there. So let's end with a, a trip to the cafe. Intermittent stunning tricolors uh, delivered over the last few days. None today, by the way. I have a feeling that it's the late owner's son behind the tricolor. Yeah, I think it was one day last week, might have been Thursday, where he brought my second latte over. It was the tricolour, no sugar. All the other uh, waiters and waitresses bring sugar over. He knows I don't have the sugar. And uh, he brought me over this stunning tricolour. And I think maybe he's a coffee visionary. Maybe he thinks that the tricolour will entice new customers and, and, and hold on to them. My little finger is still coming off the glass I think it's the right hand mainly, left hand, which is used to handling the tall glass pre-pandemic, never been a problem, the little finger, but the affectation, the little finger coming off is uh, continuing to happen when I'm handling the tall glass with my right hand. The cafe's closure on Tuesdays is really killing me. It's like I've spent 16 months isolating and since I started getting out to the cafe, realizing what I'm missing, I have to be out there every day. And when I know there's a day that I can't get out there, like tomorrow, it's really, it's just hard for me. I'm really not thrilled about tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to to, uh, to, 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 to. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow at all. And it was going to be a harder day tomorrow because of the interviews, having two interviews. Now, uh, now, what is going on? Now I've only got one interview. 
And even that's not assured. And I started to think, is there an alternative cafe I can use? Shall I just go to the Nine Elms Monster and have their crap coffee upstairs? At least I'll be able to kill a couple of hours there. And I'm thinking, well, no, maybe I just need the discipline of trying to work indoors. There's a bit of a battle going on. Not much of a battle. I mean, I'm not putting up much of a fight for the favoured table in the corner, the Alfresco Table 10. It's taken by this smoker usually... Sometimes he'll be there for the first hour before I'm able to get it, before he's gone. I think if I start coming in half an hour earlier, I I might be able to get it. He has a long breakfast there. He doesn't eat the breakfast all in one go. He'll be smoking midway through his breakfast. I don't know know how anybody can do that. Have your breakfast and then smoke. I think that if I started coming in earlier and if he started turning up at his normal time and he saw me at that table, he'd probably know that I'd been coveting it for a while it'd probably be a big move on my part he might think i'd sussed out his times he might counter it change things around switch things around his end and uh, also you know i'm trying not to look as if i have a favorite table because it does feel like uh, you're giving away a vulnerability and phil collins knows that i like that table when you know when this guy's gone when the smoke is gone she'll wipe down the table and i'll be at a table nearby and she says you want uh, you know, she knows that I'm I'm particular about where I sit. Also, he's a smoker. He should sit more centrally. You know, I do think they need to split the area up and have one for smokers and one for non, non-smokers. I don't think that's going to happen simply because they're Portuguese and it's a, it's a cultural thing. They're probably not thinking that anyone is bothered about the passive smoking. Wednesday afternoon, I met up with one of the old uh, regulars who's not going there because of the pandemic right now they've been going there for as long as I have and uh, he didn't come into the cafe but we chatted it was nice to see him I asked after future me and he says future me's doing well though he doesn't really turn on his phone but he says you know he's very resourceful very tough and uh, he's getting through it so it's good to know he's getting through it and uh, this regular introduced me to another regular who's a bit of a smoker there and has smoked out my table a few times and uh, she smiled at me I smiled back at her, but I did know that on Thursday when I saw her and I was wondering whether, you know, now that we've been introduced, whether I needed to acknowledge her presence, um, try to catch her eye, but she wasn't interested. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. I can understand that. Yeah, you want to go to this place and just have your time, get your head down and get away from everything. You don't maybe want that familiarity with someone new. But, uh, you know, if she'd said hello or if she'd smiled and acknowledged me, I would have acknowledged her back and I would have just added her to the roster of regulars that I now know. Um, Shirt duplication on Friday, been a while since I had one of those, and that's with a smoker at my favorite table. I was wearing a blue and white checked shirt. My aunt said that, um, you know, I needed to wear more comfortable clothing, that my T-shirts are a bit too tight now, and, uh, you know, I'm sweating in this heat. Uh, So I wore a shirt. I'm not really a shirt guy. Uh, Short sleeve shirt, blue and white checks. The guy had an identical shirt on. Well, maybe not identical, but when you're wearing blue and white checks and someone else is wearing blue and white checks, that really is the takeaway from the look they might not be the exact same shirts but it's a clear duplication it's an identical design so i won't be wearing that shirt again and also i wore it to the library where i'd booked on a spur of the moment uh, decision a half hour browsing session later that afternoon and uh, there was someone else wearing the same shirt in there and there also appeared to be an in-house coughing contest in there and it was good to have that uh, time to myself browsing. 
though my card didn't work again there when I was uh, checking out the book. Uh, extraneous detail, that's not going anywhere. Let's move on. So anyway, look, I can't wear the shirt again to the cafe. I'm not bothered about wearing it to the library, but uh, can't wear it again to the cafe. I think it'd be good to have an app that warns users of imminent shirt duplications. I'm not going to be downloading any NHS pinging app, but I would download an app that warns of imminent shirt duplications. I think that would be a good idea if some 12-year-old kid designs that. I'm glad that I don't know Mr. Duplicate Shirt because we'd have probably had to make light of the shirt duplication. I think that's the only way we would have been able to deal with that. My time in the cafe being marred very much by the passive smoking experience. It really is. Even today, I feel a bit wheezy. I think Friday and Saturday, I was struggling a bit with my breathing. It's just, you know, minimal passive smoking and it does impact on me. Got me thinking, uh, just saying this, there's a story, really interesting story in yesterday's Observer. Let me bring it up. Uh, I think if I was someone prone to Americanisms, I'd say this is a real game changer. But of course, I'm not that guy. So it's you know, it's the UK equivalent of that if they pull it off. Tobacco firm Philip Morris calls for a ban on cigarettes within decade. This is the CEO, and uh, he's saying that the product should be treated like petrol cars and uh, are going to be outlawed from 2030. He's called on the UK government to ban cigarettes within a decade in a move that would outlaw its own Marlboro brand. And he's saying that he can see a world without cigarettes and the sooner it happens, the better it is for everyone. So fair play to him. You know, I think it's a bit like, uh, was it Al Pacino trying to make his mafia firm legal in one of the films? Or was he just trying to be a bit duplicitous? with that I think trying to be a bit cute with that I can't remember but it may be very similar to that you know can this guy do it will this set him up as an enemy of those that he uh, works with and uh, he's talking about uh, no he told the Sunday Telegraph it was an interview with the Sunday Telegraph he said give them a choice of smoke free alternatives with the right regulation and information it can happen 10 years from now in some countries you can solve the problem once and forever He's saying that he wanted half of Philip Morris International's turnover to come from non-smoking products as it morphs into a healthcare and wellness company. And uh, their new mission is to unsmoke the world by phasing out cigarettes. So it's a, it's a courageous vision. And I hope I'm uh, around long enough to see this because, uh, you know, the smoking ban in uh, 2007, that definitely transformed my life for the better. But the previous 20 years, just being in venues and all that passive smoking, God knows how much uh, it's taken off my life. And uh, what's the rest of this campaign? As argue, tobacco companies are positioning themselves as part of the solution to a smoke-free world while continuing to aggressively sell and promote lethal cigarettes. Smoking, including secondhand, kills roughly 8 million people a year. I think it was, uh, was it Chris Whitty or the other guy saying at the weekend that there'll still be more smoking-related deaths this year than COVID deaths. Okay, so I don't think that story, that anecdote, the way it's been delivered, I don't think it's tailed off. I've given you the gist of that. Maybe it's tailed off. Who knows? Um, okay, moving on to the rest of the cafe uh, this week. My trips there. Seb K still hasn't said my name once since that momentous day when we exchanged names at the end of May or early June. You know, I just want him to say my name once. 
just want to know that he remembered that exchange in the way that I remember that exchange. Of course, I had the advantage in that I knew his name before that, which is why I said, oh, you're so-and-so, aren't you? Old Twitter, meantime, they were in there this morning, no newspapers. Normally, they've got their own broadsheets, at least they did pre-pandemic, and they would read out the standout headlines to each other. Without their papers, there was no talking, and uh, maybe their relationship has only survived because of the newspapers. You know, might that be the case? Why are they not buying papers? Why didn't they buy papers today? Is it a fear of the papers being COVID-infected? Is it a fear of stepping into the shop itself? I'm very disorganized with my cafe recollections this week, so I apologize for that. Where am I now? Friday. Yeah, Friday. The heat. I waited after Duplicate Shirt left my favourite alfresco table on the corner, I waited until he left for Phil Collins to come along and wipe the table because I think it's poor form when you just jump on the table when she still needs to do her job and wipe down the table. But I I paid the price for my hesitation and I looked on with horror as three guys took the table and me and my half-painted eyebrow and too small for me baseball cap were left out in the heat I was really struggling that day I'm glad I had my sun factor 50 sun cream on although of course as I, I said in recent weeks um, I had been told at the hospital that anything over 30 is pointless you just you know 30 will do the job you don't need sun factor 50 after my trip to the library there was a brief stop off at the nine elms monster and uh, there was this guy there saw him coming up the escalators as I was leaving and I've documented him on the show before. He's a local guy, proper Herman Munster-like weirdo, massive, probably about six, seven, six, eight, with this huge square head. And he talked to me a couple of years ago at a southbound bus stop on Kennington Lane about the inefficiency of one of the uh, local bus services. And I'd seen him last year during the pandemic with a bandage over his face rather than uh, a mask. And again, I'd never seen anyone like that in the pandemic so I took note of that but this time he really outdid himself he was in a bandage again on Friday but the way it was arranged on his face was even more striking than the first time he'd tightened it around the nose and lips he'd flattened his nose like he was about to do a bank job there was nothing getting up those nostrils if he was going to get COVID it wasn't going to be via the nostrils and it was knotted at the back like a ninja, except rather than being tied around his Frankenstein-like brow, it was tied hard around the nose and lips. It was just a really strange visual. And also, when, when so many places give out masks freely, such as tube stations, you know, what is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? How hard is it for him to get a proper mask? And that is it. That is the end of today's show. I'm shortly off for my run. I'll be grimacing. I'll be pulling the kind of facials on my climb that uh, were maybe evident when I almost stepped in that dog muck on my aunt's road this morning. So uh, that's the end of episode three, four. Oh, he said, still messing up his uh, enunciation. That is the end of July two. It's gone forever. We only get to do July 2021 once now it's time for you to get those shoulders back keep on walking towards the sun keep washing those hands keep ventilating too i'm daniel ruiz tyson and this start of the week i have been available <laughs> <laughs>